Final hour overdrive continues. we got a big hour coming up. Our best bets brought to you by FanDuel, which will include the picks for the Arnie Palmer. This is an elevated event. Big news out of the PGA Tour goofy. starting next year. And the live guys are on their high horse, man. They are goofing on the PGA Tour, calling out the hypocrisy of the PGA Tour. No cuts, dude. That's so lame. You can't yell it's and pathetic. scream about cuts and how competitive golf is and, and it's the players that drove that it wasn't the commissioner it was the players that went I'm in and said i'm shocked that they did that Hayes. i'm not because the players they're about the money just like the live guys they're all they're hypocrites well, it's all know, about but the they money. talked about the legacy and competition and tiger woods gets up on the thing and he says it's about four rounds and making a cut and then there's no cuts exactly it's well, just the I, i've said it before the everybody gets a trophy is just filtering into pro sports in adulthood. I want all my money, and I don't want to. I don't want to have a cut. It's just like, come on. I get it, but don't you think secretly, guys? They are. I wouldn't say happy, but they're kind of like maybe live. Like live helped us with this, so we got to take advantage of this. Absolutely. You know, they may yes. hate to live. That's their leverage and all that, but that's the leverage. They're like, you know what? I, think about it. Those guys grind week to week. And you missed the cut. We watched it. What, what was the name of that show? Top Swing or whatever it was on Full Netflix. Swing. Full Swing. You know, you, you had players there going, yeah, I'm, I'm 68th in the world. I missed the cut. I, I played for free this week, and I'm out of pocket for travel and all that. Now you've got guys probably going, I wouldn't mind guaranteed money, guaranteed situation every week. That's and exactly the live, what they're the live saying. has done that. That's exactly what they're saying, and it's the best players that are saying, we'll show up to all these events, and right. we want guaranteed money. We want It's going to be all these elevated events outside of the majors where you still have to make the cut, the players where I believe you still have to make the cut, the FedEx, you've got to play yourself into that based on accumulation of points. But playing the Arnie Palmer, playing the Memorial, going to RIV, it's going to be a, a short amount of players, like under 80, Everyone makes a cut. Every all these tournaments are going to be like the Tour of Champions uh, or the Tournament of Champions at Kapalua, where everyone's out there having a good time. Even the guy who finishes dead, dead last makes you know fifty grand, and that's what they've done. Is is live drove that home, and the players are the ones that went to the tour and said, "You want us not to leave? This is what we want." And all that bogus talk about competitive nature and what's in the best interest of golf. They're businessmen just like the guys that live are. Yeah. And that's what has become very clear here. I, I, I want to see how it all plays out. I, haven't, I don't know all the details, so I, I can't give my full take on whether or not it will be a fun experience to view it. But it does seem like there's some hypocrisy here. Um, anyway, our picks for the Arnie Palmer later this hour. An update from the lease in terms of the numbers. Uh, Mark Masters will join us here in a moment. It turns out Luke Shen will wear number two. Um Luke Shen will wear number two. Jake McCabe will be number 22. And Eric Gustafson will be number 56. So we mentioned it that maybe McCabe got here and thought, I'll take number two. Then they acquired Shen. I think that's the right thing to do. Right? Sure. Let, ha- let Luke Shen have his number back. And, and I made a mistake, guys, earlier. Luke Shen got back-to-back cups. Oh, right. oh, you were right. I said one. He had back-to-back cups. So Didn't yeah, play in that- every game either year. No, but that but carries a right. lot of weight. Yeah, that carries some weight. For so, sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah, he was a part of both those runs for Tampa. So uh, Mark Masters will join us here in a moment. And ahead of the game tonight, Leafs Oilers, just to get a read on what it's been like to be around the Leafs, you know, the last two weeks. 
because that the eye of the storm, man, they they have done more than any other team in the league. Yeah, been constant. And it's a sad Not scene. You saw those guys leaving yesterday. Like Sandine was hugging Neilan. Like it's that's a tough scene around there. So hopefully it's more of the energetic side and seeing the new guys because it's a tough demand. You mentioned Hayes. What was it? A third of the Third. roster is going to be new tomorrow? Yeah, well, effectively, if Gustafson gets there and plays, if Shen gets there and plays, yeah, you're, you're talking six six players who are now on the team. It doesn't mean they're all going to play every night, but most of them will. And, you know, Engvall was the only guy that was – Engvall and Sandine were the only guys that were playing every day. Joey Anderson was not. And a lot of the picks and, and prospects, they weren't a part of the team. But – Pontus Holmberg was here for a long time. He's not coming back. Like Pontus right. Holmberg is not, unless there's a lot of injuries. Pontus, I don't think he's playing but again. It's the right move. Yes. How many times were you were like, ah, oh, you know what? Holmberg's a really nice player. You know, looks like he's coming into his own. And then you go, oh, he's going to have to match up. Uh, Nick Paul's playing center in the third line, or who's playing? You know, fourth line. Pierre Edmer, Pierre, yeah. I'll Balbert. tell you what. If that guy was on the Black Aces and he needed to step in and play in the fourth line for a game, he could do it. He could, but it's nice luxury to have exactly, where Jamie. you thought he was going to be in the lineup come, you know, when we were talking in December. And, you know, so that was my difference is you don't even have to look to those guys unless there's injuries and inconsistencies. Right, That's still a part of the program, is. but not yes. going to be, you know, involved in the, the day-to-day grind. So the grind right. continues in Edmonton tonight. Lee Soilers, let's head out there now and catch up with our Maple Leaf reporter. Here is Mark Masters. Mark, you've covered this team up close and personal for a long time. Can you recall uh, any situation like this, a whirlwind of the last two weeks, like what we've witnessed here? What's life been like tracking this team? Yeah, nothing like this. I can't recall. I'm thinking back to when I started and Luke Shen was on the Leafs, and uh, no, it was nothing like this. Like that practice yesterday was 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 crazy um, with how it all played out. And, uh, yeah, I haven't seen something like this. And, and, and the feeling just being around here is that there's more to come. So it's it's certainly an exciting time. Yeah, it, quickly here, I just want to point out Ottawa has acquired Jacob Chikrin. That uh, trade is just coming in, according to the wow. Ottawa Senators' official Twitter account. So they've they've acquired Holy Jacob God. Chikrin in exchange for a conditional first-round pick in 23, a conditional second-round selection in 24 that was previously acquired from the Capitals, and another second-rounder in 2026 that's what i'm seeing right now so yeah i i mean first second and second like that's what they held out for like all these teams like i i mean it's a good take but you know there you go check rinse out you're been... right what was arizona waiting for i don't know yeah. um but anyway, so, well, what's your take on that, Mark? <laughs> How do you feel about Jacob Chikrin now as an Ottawa senator? Another good player in the division. Yeah, Ottawa. Yep. Probably a little late, too late for this year. Uh, to, but they're in the, they're heading in the right direction right now in the settings. But, yeah, similar uh, to Noodles there. Like, what, what took so long? It just felt like maybe they overplayed their hand. But, uh, yeah, good to, good to have another uh, good player in the division. And that Battle of Ontario is getting uh, better by the day. Yeah, no kidding. Um, well, the fact that all of these moves and these new players line up are going through Western Canada, Mark, I don't think you could ask for a better situation. It's such a unique trip. They're there once a year. There's so many Leaf fans. Like, I'm sure Ryan O'Reilly is experiencing it for the first time, walking around Edmonton, walking around Calgary, getting to Vancouver. Um, like, are you sensing the excitement around this Maple Leaf team with all the moves? Yes, 100%. Like, 
you, you can feel the energy uh, in the room. It's just been a, it's just, just when you think about the trip, you know, it starts, you know, in, in Seattle, they get a great win against the Kraken. Uh, and the, the, you know, Austin Matthews has his third multi-goal game of the season. They all go to the Bruce Springsteen concert on Monday and jam out to the boss. They have this kind of crazy practice Tuesday. Now they're here. The only team they haven't seen this season is the Edmonton Oilers. So finally, there's a little energy when you see someone for the first time, especially when it's another really good team and another Canadian team. Uh, they haven't played in McDavid since December 14, 2021, and he's doing what he's doing this year. So, yeah, there's a lot of energy. And, you know, even dry subtle thing, like there's always more energy when Toronto comes through. There's so many Toronto fans here. It just adds to the everyone being amped up. So it's a great, you know, venue to be in at Calgary. will be similar uh, on, on fr- uh, tomorrow night. So this is a great trip for, for this to be happening, and it just kind of adds to the excitement uh, in terms of, like, guys coming and leaving. You're on the road. New guys are bonding. It's, it's definitely there's a little added excitement layer to it uh, because of this. Masters Nation, at the top of your hit when you began speaking, you said you're sensing that there could be more. What gives mm-hmm. you that sense? A few things. Uh, I'm just listening to what the, the, the people are saying, and William Melander said, you know, Dubas hasn't taken a day off. He's been really busy, and I, he'll probably still be busy over the next couple of days, which indicates... <laughs> I'm sure Kyle needs that, after, like that, that <laughs> from William Nylander <laughs> to confirm that yeah. he's been working. Yes, no days off for him. And hey, Nylander's not taking many days off uh, this season, so maybe he's in a position to say it. And then Sheldon Keefe was asked, you know, are you going to be experimenting down the stretch? You know, how much experimenting are you going to do? And he's going to be like, yeah, maybe not so much in the bottom six. O'Reilly might be third-line center for a few games. He's like, but let's see where, 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 where we're at after the deadline. That was his disclaimer. Yeah. And then you just look, and nine defensemen, uh, not ideal. You know, Keith called it a good problem to have, but it's still a problem. How do you keep everyone engaged and going? So there's just that little sense that, uh, that there's still something going on here, right? And honestly, I don't think Dubas got off the phone yesterday at practice, and he's been busy and... Yeah, that's just the sense you get around here is that there's there's more to come. We'll see. There's a couple, what, 45 hours left, and Dubas uh, wouldn't be surprised if he makes another move. Mark, did you get a sense even from, you know, Sheldon's comments, kind of from the narrative coming out of the camp, like that the team needed drastic change or they felt that a shift in not philosophy or just the timing to do this and based on the teams that they are going to be matched up against in the playoffs? Because, you know, Hayes, we've been talking about it on the show, you know, six new players into the organization. If you, if they all end up dressing on a particular night, that's a third of your roster. Did you, yeah. you know, is that, is that, you know, the narrative coming out is, hey, we needed to be harder to play against and we needed to, to make these moves right now to kind of line up against the teams we're going to play against. Yeah, I mean, that's the message, is that we've got to be more competitive and harder to play against, and I'm bringing on the guys to do that and help this core get over the hump. I mean, that's, Dubas has pretty much said that. Is like we, you know, I, I reflect on Game 7 against Tampa, and they had Lightning lose Braden Point. They just weren't going to let the Leafs get to the net. Like, the 2-1 game on the road, they were comfortable in that situation, and they just kept everything to the outside, and the Leafs just didn't, couldn't get there. They just didn't have that extra oomph. And you look at all the guys they're bringing in here now, you know, Noel Achari, in the bottom six especially, they, they you know, Dubas believe he's, of course he believes in his big boys. We know that much. His whole job is tied that. What he's doing here is like, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to give you everything. I'm going to give you everything I got in this last year of my contract, and who knows what the future holds, but I'm going to give you everything I got to, 
to try and, you know, give that extra goal from the bottom six, that Nick Paul moment from somewhere down there, whether it's Sam Lafferty punching something through or whatever it is, um, you never know. But And Ryan O'Reilly, of course, is the headliner of all this, the Conn Smythe winner. So, yeah, it's pretty clear that Kyle Dubas, and credit to him, right, because you got to have guts to, to, to have this type of turnover at this point. They're fourth overall in the league. You know, it's been a pretty successful season here. Things have been going pretty smoothly. And he recognized that there was a deficiency here, and he's working hard to address it and bringing in the right kind of guys to get him over the hump. They lose Jake Muzzin. That's a pretty big loss. And now McCabe is not Muzzin, but he brings in a lot of the same attributes in terms of physicality and shot blocking and that kind of hard-to-play-against uh, factor. So, yeah, it's been pretty impressive to see him operate in the last few days and, and really change the feel of this team. Mark, you mentioned Nylander. Have you happened to put eyes on Austin Matthews or Marner? Do they have a different look, or I'm just curious what you've observed from them? Yeah, I mean, I haven't talked to Marner since this all went down, other than when he was coming off the ice of practice. You know, he looked at me and said, what's the trade? Because obviously they saw Sandine leave in the middle of it, and I told him, and he was kind of nodding, and he was using he's, – they all seem like, you know, Nylander today was talking about Sandine, who's his really close friend, leaving – and he just he was smiling throughout the whole like I mean obviously he said it's very sad but he was clearly in high spirits. Um, I think they're pretty pumped based on on some of these guys coming in. And uh, I talked to Matthews at practice. It was pretty funny. He's like, listen, I, I'm out of the loop here, guys. Like I do not know what is happening because everything like he didn't he didn't know where Engvall was going at that moment. He knew Engvall didn't trade it, so everything was going there. But you know he I, I liked the the thing that I liked that, that Matthews said yesterday was like you know you're like what do you make of Dubis showing you this confidence he's like it's a two-way street you know yes it's nice but we got to back him up here so that's where their minds are at that's what they're thinking of and it's it's basically time to go now you know it's time to get into playoff mode that's what ryan o'reilly said it's like let's go we were getting the pieces in place and now it's time to build a playoff roster a playoff team and this will be a great challenge tonight against the oilers um and uh, yeah so that's my my buzz from from matthews we haven't talked to Mario, but they all seem a lot of smiles on this trip so far with mark masters uh how do you expect the Scotiabank arena faithful to respond to luke shen returning he'll be number oh. two we just saw that you said when you started on the beat you know he was still here everywhere he goes he's a he's a he, everyone loves luke shen like by all accounts just the epitome of salt of the earth type of guy um, oh. what do you make of luke shen back in the fold yeah i i you know shen was around when i was just starting on the least speed at tsn and I remember how there were some pretty dark times and how classy he was. And he just, I honestly reflecting on it now, I can't believe how he maintained that through some of the tough questions. And it was a, it was a tough scene there. And um, just the excitement. Yeah, I, I imagine it will be just electric uh, the next time Scotiabank Arena gets to welcome Luke Shen home. Uh, and we're, he's arriving. If he's not in Edmonton, he was on his way. We expect to hear from him tonight. I think he might be talking to the media in the first intermission. So, I can't wait to see him and, and hear what he has to say. By all accounts, he's pretty pumped to be a Maple Leaf again and get this second chapter uh, of, of, of his Leafs career. Uh, probably feels like he's got some unfinished business, and uh, I loved it. O'Reilly was so pumped, and he's you know he's not a former you know he, he just got here and he's just like the human eraser is right. coming. It's great. Like everyone has just got a smile when they when they talk about Luke Shen. So. We'll see what role he can play or what he's going to do, but I imagine there's going to be quite a pop in the building when Luke Shen comes home finally. Yep, there'll be a pop in the building tonight. It's always fun. Leaf Soilers in Edmonton. So enjoy that one, Mark, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's, it's getting good.
Getting good. Absolutely. Enjoy it. There he is, Mark Masters, our Maple Leaf reporter out uh, in Edmonton ahead of the game tonight. And again, we've got breaking news this hour. Jacob Chikrin, the, the nightmare is over. It's He's oh out of Arizona. God, and he goes to Ottawa. I've got to do – I mean, I'm going to be calling the game if he makes it in for tomorrow. But, like mm-hmm. – When's the last time he played a game? I got to look back into that. Like, but guys, been practicing? You, you, you touched on it two minutes ago. I think Hayes, you said it. No one else in the last year and a half has offered that. A first and two seconds that are conditional and you know can't adjust, but effectively three high picks, good picks. Yeah, but wasn't but... the package at one time two first rounders, two prospects? A, like yeah. a player on the rock, like I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm more confused now, I think, than I ever was. <laughs> we have to ask Ray next time we have him on. Remember the guy who got traded for a bus in the yes. Western Hockey League? Bus. Tom, Tom somebody. Yeah. He was in Seattle. We got to figure that guy's name out. I I'll love text it. Ray. Bussies in the CHL are the best people. <laughs> I told you, our bussy point. up in, and he'd walk in when the coach was snapping. He'd say five on the clock, and the coach would look at him and. I'm going to strangle you if you come in here again. <laughs> you come in, say five on the clock, like we needed that update. There's yeah. five minutes left before we have to be on the ice. Uh, those team bus drivers they're in the junior, they were unique They think they're the GMs. It's they, a book, they man. The Someone's got to do a book on the bussies. They're the oh. best. They're salt of the earth. But they this are. guy, he had a stash, and he'd come in five on the clock. The coach would be like, <laughs> we're losing five nothing right now, okay? Yeah. I'm kicking garbage cans around the room and breaking sticks but thank you for the update five on the clock bussy um, yeah so yeah i guess jp saying february 10th was the last time chicken played so that's mm. that's last month that's doodles you got a big game tomorrow ottawa uh, at new york rangers showtime yeah, showtime now the rangers play tonight i yes, just was checking the Philly. schedule so it's a back-to-back but i mean I think he's scheduled to make his debut tomorrow, isn't he? I, I yeah, don't he's know not he's playing, playing tonight. tonight. He, he said he'll meet them in New York, and um, he's not uh, playing in Philly, which I think is smart. I think, like, why rush to Philly to pl- just meet yeah. the team in New York, get settled, be ready. They play home tomorrow. Game. Yeah, it's a home, home game. game. That, yeah, place, so that building will be buzzing tomorrow with Patrick Kane playing. And I yeah. doubt Chickren makes it, but you never know. He might. He's probably dying to play. You yeah, put exactly. Chickren and Kane both in a debut at MSG? Noodles, mm-hmm. you're a lucky man. Yeah, all right. Maybe. I would say we'll so. See. see how it goes. Should be a good game. Yeah. But but the Rangers are a serious team, though, too. Like, they're, mm-hmm. you know, like, I think it's funny. I'm sure you guys have talked about it, but, like, remember how visibly upset Kane was when Tarasenko went there? Mm-hmm. Went there? Like, flat out, like, basically saying, and he was trying to act like he wasn't, and then were they who initiated the, the circle back? Did the did the Canes say, can I still go there, or did the Rangers say, do you still want to come here or not? I, I who mean, circled but, back? How about that, though? Like, they didn't pay a King's ransom for him. It was basically, he was, they were held hostage. They did him a favor, but Chris Drury, that's, I, I mean, I don't think he planned that, but it's like, okay, let's get Tarasenko. We're going to choose him over Kane. Kane's upset about it. He's like, no, nah, we'll circle back if you yeah. want to come here. Like, hey, let's do it. We'll double down. Like, that's a, it's a pretty – I mean, I don't know if Kane dropped into his lap, but that's a pretty savvy move for Chris Drury. Well, no kidding. And and you look at what's happened here. Like, Chikrin is, is a relatively big name, not so much because – not as much as these other players because he doesn't have the history and he's been in Arizona, but he's a he's a good player Very that good player, is going yeah. to make an impact. Kane has been flipped. Bo Horvat has been flipped. Ryan O'Reilly has been traded. 
I'm missing guys. Like there's been so many deals already of like players of substance that can truly make a difference in what yeah. a team is trying to do. Tarasenko's a big name. Yep. He was flipped. Uh, Orlov's a good Timo Meyer. Timo like Meyer's a big name, absolutely. Massive name. That Orlov's got four points in two games with the Bruins. Yeah, well, the I'll way. tell you what. He looked pretty good. Like he's a he's a hell of a player. Like I was. Yeah. I he's like know. he's like the other guy they acquired, Jamie. That Lindholm. It was kind of like. You don't see him a lot, and you think he's kind of good, and then you put him on that team, and it's like, damn, that guy's good. Well, he, he's a real good puck transporter. Like, he's a little bit of a riverboat gambler. Like, he, he, can, he holds onto the puck, he skates, and, you know, pretty calm out there. But, like, I, I don't know if the Leafs were in on him, but that's a guy that I, you know, where would he slot? Where would he be on the Leafs? Would he be your two, one? Yeah, you know, like that he'd would be... be in your top four without question. Obviously, I mean, yeah. he, it's him or McCabe, I guess. And once he got flipped, then it. But then but it was I mean, McCabe. like I think Orloff is in Morgan Riley's like neighborhood of I players, really like good that player. good of a player. And Boston's got three of them with McAvoy yep. and uh, Lindholm. Mm-hmm. You know, and who's yep. their four there? Carlo is probably Carlo. their number four, and big he's a, he's a good player. Yeah, he's a big boy. Yeah. Um, so there you go, Jacob Chikrin on his way to the Ottawa Senators. So it'll be uh, Ottawa, New York tomorrow. Patrick Kane making his debut. We'll see if Chikrin does. So more on that still to come. Our best bets brought to you by FanDuel with picks for the Arnie Palmer. And uh, we'll continue to track what's going on around the NHL. Overdrive continues, TSN 1050 and on TSN 2. Just got a greasy message from someone saying at the API – Arnold Palmer Invitational. Mm-hmm. Don't take anyone that tees it on Friday afternoon. So if someone's got an early late, apparently the the fan is going to be up, and that course is deadly right now. That is uh, not what I want to hear when I haven't done no research on our Dude, <laughs> I, I appreciate the message from someone on the inside. But we can't look at that. No. How do I know who's going out late early and who's going out early late right now? I mean, but this this place plays so tough. Like, they, it's too bad DeChambeau's not here anymore, too, man. Like, that 6T, the par 5, that was his tournament. He won it a couple of years ago. Drive it? Yeah. Remember, he drove it over <laughs> and he threw his hands up in the air, and that was a cool moment. And yeah. Now the guy is... You know, Dude, that's one of his signature moments. And then he went to the Masters, and he was like, "I'm going to shoot 67 here." Yep. I haven't seen him hit like I haven't seen one shot of his Me on lit. Like I haven't seen him at all. Nothing. I, but, of all the guys that went, I have not seen oh. him at do all. You, do you see any type of highlights coming out of there where you're like, "Wow, that was a great shot"? Like, is, honestly, is Noodles, Phil hit I'm a one good shot. Freak, the last. I'm a freak yeah, of not golf. Really. I don't even enjoy watching the goofy leaderboard and the and. Like, if it was more, I, I guess as far as it comes to viewing golf, I'm just a traditionalist. Like, Roger Malpe's voice and Gary Koch's voice, like, I'm going to miss watching that on the weekends. Like, mm-hmm. they brought they brought our buddy in, Faxon, and Smiley Coffin's going to do some stuff. But Roger Malpe's voice, man, I'm going to miss that guy. Well, did you see David Faraday over the weekend claim that uh, in the 90s, Greg Norman was the most recognizable athlete in the world? I, You know what? I will say this. I don't think he might have been at the top because we're talking about Michael Jordan. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. But yeah. he would have been in the top five. The top shark five for the shark. Dude, I, I am telling you, he was a god. 
He drove it farther than everyone. He had the straw hat with the shark on it. Yeah. He had. He was one of the first guys to have a private helicopter. Yeah. And zillions of dollars coming in. I think top five is is acceptable. I don't I'll give you a top to ten. I'll give you yeah, a top ten. Maybe I'll give you a top ten. Like Jordan, <laughs> Magic, Bird were still I know, playing. but I saw Faraday getting crucified for that, and I'm like, the guy's not far off, man. He's, in the 90s, that was the top-ranked golfer in the world. He hit it farther. He had the look. He had walks on the beach, and you know what I mean by that. Yeah, I understand that, but that doesn't mean you're more popular than Michael Jordan or Joe Montana. Like, yeah, listen, I was going to say football, It's difficult too. to say because around the world – Soccer players. You're telling me there weren't international soccer players. Maradona, if he was still going at that point, wasn't more well-known and popular than uh, the Great White Shark. I'll give you one. I don't think so. When I I'm telling you it would have been top five. <laughs> J-Mac, send us a group text. You can't ask a golf group. freak. A golf yeah. freak, of course, Why? is going to say that. Because it's not objective. Yeah. A golf fan is going to claim that the golfers were more popular than they really were. What What was one of the biggest storylines in the late 90s for me was Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa hitting 70. Sure. Like, and McGuire being six foot six, very recognizable person. He was on – I mean, they would interrupt, like, broadcasts. It would be like, McGuire hit another home run. He's Here's chasing, one for like, you. Mike Tyson. You don't think Mike yes. Tyson was more well-known than Greg Norman? Dude, you're Mike just Tyson? I think there's recency bias into your into your disdain for this gentleman. No. Because it's... of the, the, the antics recently. In the 90s, yes, this guy. I get yes. it. I get it. Not the you know most what? popular my buddy, and I'm going to text athlete. my buddy who is a lawyer, and he doesn't care about us, this show, or anything. And he knows all the sports. He's American. He will weigh oh, in. Oh, really? Does he have a time capsule? Can he go back to 1995? And yeah. like, I, I don't know how you <laughs> well, really who, answer that. We have to. <laughs> we have to get somebody to weigh in on this to kind of take you off the ledge of saying Norman wasn't even close. I'm just. I, I believe he was close. Okay, close. Fine. I'll give you re- very recognizable. You don't think top five? I I'll, think top ten. Top ten for me. It's here's the issue too is that you're are you talking current? Don't play, here's like, the th- don't here's the thing, Jonas. But here's <laughs> the thing. Oh, Jack Nicholas was still playing in tournaments. He wasn't more well known than Nicholas. Like he was a better player in '95, but he wasn't more well known. Dude, than after Nicholas. the '86 Masters, Jack Nicklaus started to fade away. Okay, it wasn't. It wasn't the big deal. It, right. Like I, as soon as the calendar Michael turned Jordan, into Michael Jordan, Mike Tyson, Carl Lewis. Like think about Olympians. You know, back then, Pete Sampras, your boy you? Andre Agassi. <laughs> Carl Lewis. Carl Lewis for sure would have. Been. Go Andre download Agassi. the video. Go Andre download Agassi. the video of him singing the anthem. Okay? The voice of an angel. Yeah. Don't you dare disparage him. <laughs> the voice of an to angel. To say Carl Lewis in the nineties. I'm right. gonna text my buddy because I'm not Here's listening to this garbage Here's anymore. Big name. All Big right. name. Here's uh, NBC <laughs> NBA writer Kurt Heelan. How you doing, Kurt? I'm doing good, guys. And yes, I, I don't disparage Carl Lewis's singing, please. <laughs> well, let, 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 let's Beautiful. have you weigh in on this. In the '90s, do you think Greg Norman was a top five recognizable athlete in the world? Ooh, you mean top five in the world? Like just his recognition? Yeah, and... I'd have to think about that. My guess would be. Top yeah, top ten, but maybe not top five. I'd have to think about who was there at that point. Yeah, right. It's tough. He was like, certainly. A, I mean, he was certainly a very popular name worldwide. He had a kind of engaging personality and won enough to stick around. So, 
Yeah. He was in the mix. We'll say that. We'll leave it at 10. that. Yeah. There's Kerr. There's a man of integrity basically yeah. stuffing you in a locker with your <laughs> take that Greg Norman was the most recognizable athlete in the world. Um, anyway, Kurt, the, the Raptors. Tell my wife I'm a man of integrity? Could you yes, I will. Yes. Yeah, thanks, thanks. I will record that and make sure it's sent to the appropriate parties. Um, the Raptors needed that last night. They get it last night. You know, we keep going back and forth in terms of what is realistic with this team. Uh, it wasn't pretty offensively. It's still stagnant at times. But defensively, the energy, the health is there. So, you know, what is your read on, on the ceiling of the Raptors here the rest of the way? It's They've been kind of just a frustrating, disappointing team all year just because I was much higher on them going in. I thought I thought they'd be a top six team, no problem, and and a threat in the playoffs, but it obviously hasn't been that way. They've looked much better uh, since bringing Jakob Pertl back to the fold just because of the rim protection. But I'm not sure... There's kind of a clear top four in, in the in the East, and I'm not sure. Yeah, I, Toronto can make the playoffs. They can get in, you know, through the play-in. But I don't know, even if they get in, that they balance. I mean, you get in that through the play-in, you're seven or eight. You get your choice of Boston or Milwaukee, and I just don't think they're playing near that level right now. No, they're not. And. It's interesting. The, St- the Scotty Barnes chat has been a big part of the conversation up here. And last night in the fourth quarter, again, he's been consistently doing this. He comes alive in the fourth. He, I think he had eight points, five boards, four assists, a couple blocks last night. He's playing the five to close out the game. The energy had a couple of big offensive boards. But coming into the season, the thought was, you know, we'll get the ball in Scotty's hands a lot more. Yet his most effective play this year, Kurt, has really been when he's playing the five. Like, what is your your projection on what he is in three years? And if you had to pick, is he closer to a big or is he closer to a to a to a guard type player when we get to that point in three years? I don't think he's a. I don't think he's truly a big, despite having some decent size and the rather positionless nature of today's NBA. I still don't think he's kind of a big. I think he's more of a stretch four type of, of, I mean, I guess that's technically a big, but I, he's more of a guy who plays the three, four to me and, and is working on the perimeter than somebody working inside. Um, I just think that he has worked well at the five in those settings, but that's just because the, you roll out this, the thing that I thought would make Toronto so tough to play against this year, which is you roll out just a whole bunch of interchangeable, long athletic guys and so in certain matchups at the five, he can be a real problem. Brian just said three years in the next three years. Is that kind of on point with the timeline we're looking at this guy? Uh, Brian has is, is also mentioned in the past, it's kind of like a 27, 28-year-old league. That's where you kind of do your damage. Where do you think yeah. Scotty's path will be? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think that, that that number's getting younger, it feels like, in the NBA. Maybe it's just because guys are entering the league at 19 or 20, and so, you know, by the time they're 24, 25, they've been in the league five years and, and kind of have their footing under them. But I think most guys hit their peak, let's say, yeah, I say 26 to 30. That's kind of the the, the sweet spot. Um, and, yeah, so I, I'd probably look at Scotty as like, okay, where is he in three years, and then how do we take advantage of those of, of the of wherever he is, how can we take advantage of those three years beyond that? Uh, he hasn't he hasn't made 
the leap I think everybody kind of hoped for this year or kind of expected. But I think part of that was he made a leap in the middle of last season, right? Like mm-hmm. he, he, I don't, he didn't start off quite as fast as as, as um, you know um, Evan Mobley, but finished really well and, and seemed to find his stride the second half. But we just haven't seen that. For whatever reason, we just haven't seen that this year. With uh, Kurt Heelan of NBC Pro Basketball Talk. So KD makes his uh, return and his debut tonight for Phoenix in Charlotte. They should win this game by 25, and KD should ease in pretty easily. But big picture, if he returns to form the way he was playing before he got hurt, is Phoenix a clear-cut favorite for you in the West? Uh, what What is it going to look like when KD finally fits in and, and looks like himself? I don't think they're a clear-cut favorite. I think that they're a contender with questions to answer, and, and those those are less about Durant to me. Um, he's just the most uh, malleable. I'm trying to think of the right word. Like it's just a superstar where you can kind of wherever you plug him in, his game works. He's just he can work off ball. He can do some on ball. He, you can make things work with him. And I think taking some of the pressure off of Chris Paul and, and Chris Paul having to shoot less is his shots just not falling. Um, you know, Father Time's winning that race a little bit this year. That, that's good for them. I think their offense will be fine. And my questions are, A, can they get any defense? Are they going to be good enough defensively right now? They, they, I'm not convinced that they're going to be a very good defensive team. And a lot of this falls to the second part of it, which is DeAndre Ayton specifically, but in general, are guys ready to – sacrifice parts of their game and give up touches and do the things that you have to do to be a championship team is DeAndre Aiden. Hey, I know you've gotten along so well with Monty Williams in the past. Well, we're going to take away your post touches and we'd like you to just rebound block shots, set some picks, roll hard to the rim and be more of a fourth option role player. Is he ready for that? Or is he going to push back against that? I, I, those are kind of the questions I've got about them right now. So I think we'll learn a lot over, you know, probably not tonight against, the, the Charlotte JV team, but eventually we'll learn over the next month about them. The West has contenders like the Grizzlies, Nuggets, and now the Suns with the addition of KD, uh, but are the Warriors still the team to beat out there? I, I'm, less, I'm, I'm less on their bandwagon than most, and even that, and even that with that, say, I will say, if they get Curry back in the next couple of weeks and watch out, like, they, they are, we've We've seen as recently as last June, guys, they, ha- they, they know how to win. They know how to flip that switch, but they have not defended at the, the, that level this season. They, they are 21st in the league in defense, and mm-hmm. maybe, again, it's, I think they started out the season with a championship hangover. They certainly miss the depth that Otto Porter and Gary Payton the second brought last year, and they got Gary Payton back now, but he's injured. Maybe... It all comes together in the last month, but I'm just a little less convinced that, look, they're absolutely dangerous, but I'm just a little less convinced that they're in position to flip the switch as easily as, as I think we want to believe they will. I'm just, I'm really just hesitant on them this year. Yeah, seems like the same logic applies with the Lakers where everyone's just assuming it'll come together and it's just... LeBron can't now, walk. LeBron's not playing for at least two weeks. I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't play again all year. Like, if they lose a bunch down the stretch here. Yeah, well, that's, and yeah, they, tonight um, um, they're going to sit Anthony Davis as well. Right, I why mean, they're, not? They're, they're, I mean, part of it is also that they're just their 12th. They're going to sit You guys it. know this even from the NHL, right? It's not 
sometimes it's less about the games or points you have to make up and more about how many teams you got to climb over. Mm-hmm. Like oh, yeah. it, those teams those teams are trying to win and, and maybe they help you out but you got to go win some games and right now I mean if that team was always built on, and this roster is as well, even with the additions at the trade deadline, it's built on the concept that LeBron James and Anthony Davis are absolutely elite players, and we just put, we, we finally got, we finally decided to get back to putting shooting and a little athleticism around them, because, you know, we, we, did, we won a championship that way, then decided, you know, let's get away from that. That worked too well. So, uh, no kidding. They're back to it now, but if LeBron, I mean, they've got 21 games left, and if LeBron misses 10 of those, are are you going to rush him back from this foot injury so you can try to scrape into the 9 or 10 spot and and power your way through the play-in and hope to get the 8 seed and, and upset? I mean, that's, you're, you've made your road really difficult. Yep, that's the reality now the rest of the way. Here's Kurt Heelan of uh, NBC and uh, Pro basketball talk always great catching up with you kurt enjoy the games tonight we'll do it again soon thank you for this hi anytime take care guys there he is kurt healing again uh, kevin durant making his debut tonight um a lot My of buddy people. responded okay what do you have on greg norman being the most popular well-known athlete in the world in the 90s he wrote probably tyson jordan gretzky bonds He's like, maybe he's in the top ten, but I'm not sure about the top five. Mm-hmm. Shaq. Shaq. Yep. There had to be big soccer players that we're not thinking of in the 90s. Ronaldo? Yeah, the original Ronaldo, like the yeah. Brazilian Ronaldo. Rivaldo. Rivaldo. Yes, Rivaldo. Um, trying to think of who else would have been. Like Beckham uh, came in. Well, there in was the somebody 90s. sent us a list. There's Deion Sanders, Ken Griffey Jr. Yep. Patrick Agassi, Ewing. I'm telling you, Agassi was hugely Agassi, popular. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Greg Norman just like it's just a it's a goofy comment. I'm sorry, <laughs> David Faraday, goofy. Goofy okay, but he doesn't <laughs> deserve to be tortured for it. Like my God, he was in the ballpark. I'm Why? saying he's not in the ballpark. He's yeah, not. Yeah. He's down the street. Well, he was, and you're wrong. <laughs> to say he's not is wrong. Well, he's there, in there, the ballpark. There, there's probably easily, like now I'm looking at it, probably 15 names that you would choose before <laughs> that. <laughs> Thanks. And his goofy hat and his I, helicopter, and I say, yes. and Believe me, here's the thing. I'm not a golf guy. I certainly knew who he was of because course. of the hat. Of course. And you know, I used to call him the Fuzzy Shark. I don't know why, but like and the '96 he, Masters meltdown. Bigs. Everyone remembers that. <laughs> yeah, that is iconic. Mm-hmm. But that uh, is iconic. Oh. Anyway, all right. So we'll come back with our picks. All right, the Arnie Palmer's coming up. It's an elevated event. It's a big one. It's a great course. Come back with those picks. Our best bets brought to you by FanDuel. Tee up Leafs Edmonton one more time as well. Overdrive continues. TSN 1050 and on TSN two. Stop, stop, stop tweeting me your favorite athlete. Some guy just said, oh, dog, you're a bozo. There's five boxers alone in the 90s. Lennox, he's going on about all these guys. Stop it. I know. I know. You're right, because this is what happens. People start thinking about what was popular for them. Someone will write and say, well, what about Wendell Clark and Dougie Gilmore? Yeah. They were they were popular. People yes, down south are going to name four race car drivers. Dale Earnhardt, exactly. Jr. Dale Earnhardt, exactly. Yeah. Like, 
Exactly. Those guys Not were a reality. huge down there, man. Some guy just wrote Hulk Hogan. Does that <laughs> Come count? on, no, I'm not that, doing that. that, that I'm not doing Hulkster Hulk count? Hogan. I'm not doing Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hulkster's Hogan? M- yes. definitely more well known. You can argue the whole athlete, you know, pro versus wrestling. Oh, now, well now that nonsense is like we're gonna we're gonna talk about. No that question, as a, though. Okay, no, no doubt. You stopped ten people in the street in 1995 in the middle of nowhere and asked them, Greg Norman or Hulk Hogan. Hogan wins nine times out of ten. Hello, quitting the show if we're talking about wrestling being one of the stuff that we talk about. But I'm just saying popular figures. Hulk Hogan? Yes. Okay, then throw in Racho Racho Mandy Man Savage. (laughs) Racho Mandy Man Savage. The Macho Man. The Macho Man is close. He'd be close. He might be. Ultimate Warrior. I know. know. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Well, now name? we're getting silly, Noodles. Now, now we're <laughs> what was the silly. ultimate warrior? There's a meme. What's the meme of the guy running down? Is yeah, that that's, ultimate? The, that's ultimate the ultimate warrior. warrior. Yeah, yeah. The I ultimate don't know. warrior. Honestly, but Hulk Hogan would have been a recognizable face for yes. sure, a hundred percent. You mentioned the skullet, man. You can go back and see video of him when he's like 34 years old. He looks 65 years old. He's got a skullet and a stash. He's jacked, and he was 34 at the time. Anyway, I met him before. He's huge. really. Oh yeah, he has huge. to be a massive dude. Has yeah. to be. Yeah. Uh, today's best bets brought to you by FanDuel. Bet on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Looking at the Ernie Palmer, I'm looking at top ten options where you can find some value. Will Zalatoris. He loves tough tracks. He shows up in big events. Plus two thirty. Top ten for Bill Zalatoris. Tyrrell Hatton loves this track. Believe he has won this year uh, before. Plus 290, top 10. Corey Connors, same thing. He is T10 here, it seems like, every year. And he's paying plus 550 for a top 10. So I like Corey to perform this week. Those are your best bets. Brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more and get your winnings fast when you download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. All right, let's be reasonable here. Five-pack. Five-pack plus a Canadian. So a six-pack of picks. That's it. All right? Elevated, Arnie Palmer. You won again last week. I know I am. I know I am. My theme this week, I'm going to go first again. My theme is ball flight, okay? Ball Mm -hmm. flight, tough conditions. I'm going to start this party off with Matthew Fitzpatrick. Fitzy? Yeah. With his Skechers and his baggy pants? Wow. You know it. You know it. Fitzy. Well, you know who I'm going to take? If we're getting crazy, I'm going to take Will Zalatoris. I will that, take Bill. I, John Rom is on there. You just gifted me John Rom. I Rom's not going to keep winning. Rom, Rom, it's not possible with this type of field to keep winning. Yes, he's playing outstanding. He's not going to win every single week. Dude, taking right. Will Zalatoros on those greens with that putting stroke is the dumbest. That's dumber than Greg Norman. And by the no, way, thank not. you, JP, for telling me Stone Cold was really popular. <laughs> Stone <ahead>. Cold. <laughs> thank you, JP. You're right. All right, are you taking Rom? Go ahead. Take yeah, Rom. I did. I did. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and take Scotty Scheffler. This is where he made his bones last year. In fact, it was at the Waste Management. Yeah. But Scheffler, he loves this place. He plays it tough. He's always in contention. Scotty yeah. Scheffler to win outright. My theme this week is going to be players that flight. You being yes. a 12 handicap wouldn't know about flighting a golf ball, mm-hmm. but Max Homa knows about flighting a golf ball. Ooh. Max Homa. Yeah, I thought you might take Max. Um 
So McElroy is still on the board. Go for it. And I think I got to take him. I think he's due for a win in North America, right? I'll take Rory. He's paying plus 850 outright on FanDuel. I will take McElroy with my third pick. You know who can fly to golf ball down in Texas? Jordan Spieth can. He ain't winning this. Dude. Go ahead. Dude, Spieth can fly to golf ball and plays in Texas. So take him. Is that who you're taking? I did. I did. I did. I just did. (laughs) Take Jordan Spieth. Go ahead. All right. I'm going to start looking a little bit further down the list here. I'm looking for bombers because you're talking about the wind. Bombers that can show up and play. I need to take Cameron Young. Cameron Young. He's paying plus, what is he, 37 to 1 odds, FanDuel. Cameron Young. You cannot have this format and leave Justin Thomas off of a list. Go ahead. You bypass him all the time, and Mm -hmm. it's it's, insane. He hasn't won. That's the issue, right? Like, I think at some point he will. I think it's more likely he goes back to the players and wins there like he did. But, uh, all right, there's JT. That's your fifth and final pick. I have the pick of the litter here. I'm going to get a little bit crazy. All right, I think this guy is so due to win. He's been knocking on the door. He's paying big odds. I'm going to take Sahith Tagala. That's my Tegala. guy. Yes. That is my guy. He's going to get a win. He's going to get a win. I will take the gala this week. All right, Canadian. Who do you like? Corey Connors. Corey Connors. Yeah, that was the pick. And I'm taking Rick Fowler and Keegan Bradley. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I will take Nick Taylor. Doesn't bomb the ball. Concerns me a bit. But if he's going late early, which he might be, I'll take Nick Taylor. And uh, I'll take Rick Hovland. Oh, that's the guy that I wanted. He He is a great pick. Loves this place. And I'll take Tyrrell Hatton. Tyrrell Hatton flights a golf ball. You know where he grew up. Flights a golf ball. Tyrrell Hatton and Rick Hovland. Those are your picks. It turned out to be a seven-pack plus a Canadian, but that's all right. It's an elevated event, right? What do you expect out of us? We have no willpower. None whatsoever. All right, Leafs Oilers tonight. Elevated events, we do 20. Got it. It's got to happen. Yeah, it's natural. All right, Leafs Oilers tonight, so enjoy that. That's coming up tonight. The Leafs will be in Calgary tomorrow. Raptors in Washington tomorrow. We're getting close to the deadline. Thanks to everyone behind the scenes for all the help. We're out of here. Enjoy your evenings. Enjoy the games tonight. We're back tomorrow at Greg Norman, top 7, 4 p.m. We'll chat then.